So we're holding by Perigimel Pasuk Yedale, the learning tonight should be as Chosi Lunish Master Mechil Mecho Ben Asher, and Yechaskal Shrag Ben Avram Yehuda. So we learned previously that Avner has a olive branch extended to David to join his side, but David sets a precondition that before Avner can join, he wants his wife Michal returned to him. Now, in order to understand uh, the next few psukim, it's important that we revisit a couple of deeper dives that we did previously. We talked previously about the fact that Shaul takes Michal away. We once talked about how come Shaul felt that David was not really married to Michal. That was a deeper dive we did in August when we talked about David potentially marrying sisters. And then later on, we talked about how could Palti ben Laish and Michal have gone along with it, even if Shaul felt somehow justified in taking Michal away, even though he was thought he's taking away an Ish from her husband, but Shaul, for whatever reason, felt she wasn't an Ish. We'll talk about that in a minute, why he felt that. But how could Palti and Michal have gone along with it? And also, how could David have taken Michal back here? If either she was Mizana with Palti, then she becomes Osir to David, or even if David gave her a get, and then she married Palti, well, the first husband cannot take back his wife if she remarries someone else. So either way, it's a problem of how could David take her back. So I will repost those two earlier deeper dives so you can get a full understanding a full scope of the of flavor of the psukim here, many of which are brought as rayas to those earlier questions. But one of the earlier questions we do have to get an understanding of in order to understand Pasuk Yedalet, and that is, what was the machlekes between Shaul and David, whether Michal's Kedushin was a good Kedushin? So Shaul originally promises whoever kills Goliath, he's going to give him money, and he's also going to give him his daughter. When David succeeds, so now Shaul owes David money, a reward for killing Goliath. Later on, he also owes his daughter's hand in marriage, but Shaul sets another condition. He wants, he doesn't like David anymore, so he sets a condition, David, you have to go and kill a hundred plishtim, bring me their arlas, and when you do that, I'll give you my daughter Michal. And David goes and does it. He actually kills two hundred plishtim, and he brings their arlas to Shaul. So David now is trying to be Mikadish Michal with two things. Number one, he's forgiving the loan that Shaul owes him, for killing Goliath. And number two, he's bringing a hundred arlois to the plishta. So the machlaikas was the following. There's a, the Gemara says that when you try to be mekandesh someone with a loan, with forgiveness of a loan, mekandesh b'milve, as the Gemara calls it, it's not a good kedushin. What happens in David's case, where you're mekandesh with a milve and a pruta, so Shaul felt mekandesh b'milve, pruta daita milve, that David really has in mind a loan. And therefore the kedushin is not a good kedushin, and so Michal is not really married. David felt I really have in mind the pruta, and therefore the kedushin is a good kedushin. And that was the basis of the machloikas between Shaul and David, and that's why Shaul felt that Micha was never really married to David. It was what the Gemara calls a kedushi tois. It was made in error, and therefore Micha was able to be given away. Based on that understanding, let's see Pasuk Yedalit. So Pasuk Yedalit, So David now sends messengers to Ishbaishas, the son of Shaul, saying, Give me my wife Michal, that I was, did Arisin with, right? I was Mekadesh her with the hundred Arlois of the Plishtim. So the Radak says clearly, you see here, that David is saying, even though I was Mekadesh ben Milva Upruta, but Daita Upruta, I had in mind the hundred Arlois of the Plishtim. That is what my Das was on when I was Mekadesh Michal, and therefore David is telling Yishbaishas, she is my full-fledged wife, and therefore I want you to return her. And again, as far as how David was able to take her back, you'll have to listen to the deeper dive to get an understanding in that. The Radak explains why is David asking Ishbaishas when he previously 
asked Avner to take care of it. So the Radak explains that he didn't want to go behind Ishbaishas' back out of respect. Ishbaishas is the Melech, and so therefore he wanted Ishbaishas' permission before seizing Michal and taking her back. Radak also gives another pshat in Erastali. He says that David is saying that since I put myself in Sakana by killing all those Plishtim in order to marry her, therefore you uh, should return her to me. I risked my life to take her in marriage, and therefore the obligation is on you to return her. I, what about the fact, why does David say, when really he killed 200? So the Radak explains that since the condition from Shal was really only for 100, that's why he only mentions the 100 Arles of the Plishtim, even though technically he presented Shal with 200. The Sefer Mecha Katana says that David is making two points here by saying uh, uh, the fact that he, uh, he's saying that obviously that was a nace that happened, that I was able to kill 200 Plishtim and bring their Arlois to Shul. So therefore, because I risked my my life, therefore, uh, therefore, Michal is my most dear wife, and that's why I have such an interest in having her returned, because of what I had to do to gain her hand in marriage. And also, the fact that Hashem performed such a nace to allow me to marry her, proves that it was the Ratzon Hashem that I marry her, that she was my intended, she is my zivug, and therefore, I want her returned to me, um, because of the... Arlois pushed him that I that a nace happened that I was able to obtain them and get her hand in marriage. This will also explain why David uses the lashon of Tanois Ishti as Michal. He doesn't say give me Michal. He says give me Ishti. Ishti says the Michakatana is my first wife, which also means my most miyuchedes, my most special of all my wives. Because again, because of the nace that happened, that David was able to get her hand in marriage. Also, adds the Mechakatana, the reason why she's special is because since she is the daughter of Shaul, that makes me more miyuchas to take over the Malchus, right? Because if I marry the daughter of the king and I'm the son-in-law of the king, that makes me more in line to assume the throne after the death of the king as opposed to just being some other guy that's uh, uh, assuming the Malchus when the king dies without having any relationship to him. So, so Ishbaishas sends and takes her away from her husband, Mayim Paltiel ben Layish. From Paltiel ben Layish, and again, we talked about this in the deeper dive, the Gemara talks about his name was really Palti. Why does he call him Paltiel? Because Palti Kel, Hashem saved him from sinning with Michal in the famous Gemara there that he stuck a sword in between the bed so that he should not come to have relations with her. Um, but he did live a fake marriage with her in the sense that people assumed that they were living together, but they were not. Her husband went with her. He accompanied her. He was accompanying her, crying all the way until Bachurim, which the Gemara says Bachurim is not just a place, but also hints at the fact that they were both Bachurim with each other. They had never had relations. The Pasa testifies to that. But Avner then tells Palti, go and turn back. And so Palti turns back. And again, the Gemara talks about a lot of Ramazim here in, in Psukim about uh, uh, attesting to the fact that the relationship between Palti and Michal was Betara, they never sinned with each other, and therefore she was mutter to go back and live with her husband David.